Welcome to episode 46 of the Forward from 50 podcast, where we interview people over 50 who are pursuing new direction for their lives. It's an opportunity for men and women to tell their stories their way in their own words. I'm Greg Gerber, the founder of Forward from 50 and your host for today's show. This week, I'm interviewing a woman whose life got off to a rather contentious start, but she has made it her mission to help others find peace in their lives. Dawn Marasco was born to a 16-year-old mother and a 20-year-old alcoholic father. Consequently, her young life was defined by chaos, anger, and confusion. To protect herself, she built a lot of walls around her to prevent others from hurting her even more. At 19, Dawn fell in love and was engaged to be married, but she watched in horror as her fiancé was murdered in front of her at a party they were attending. The darkness of her life was thick and deep. Her life was also ruled by fear. One day, she confided her fears to the mother of a close friend. The woman was concerned about Dawn's state of mind and asked what she could do to help. Dawn wanted reassurance she would go to heaven when she died. So, her friend's mother helped Dawn give her life to Christ that day. Yet for nine years after becoming a Christian, Dawn still did not have peace. She was burdened by her past and controlled by fear to the point anxiety ruled her heart. But she kept doing the next right thing. Eventually, Dawn discovered the peace she had been searching for. Now that her four children are out of the house themselves, Dawn has a passion for helping people, especially young women, to find the peace she has enjoyed for years. To tell us her story about replacing fear with a sense of peace, please welcome Dawn Brasco to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Dawn. I appreciate your time. You and I have something in common, and we are both members of the Over 50 Club. Absolutely. I'm so funny that you said that because this morning in my time with God in my Bible time, I was obviously praying for our podcast, wanting it to be um, really good. And I just wanted to honor God and, and help your viewers. And he showed me that we're in the over 50 club. And in all honesty, it's like we made it. We yes. Made it. A lot of people, they do everything they can to prevent themselves from aging. They don't let the old man in and that kind of thing. Being over 50 is something to be celebrated, really. And the older you get, it's just like extra leap clusters, oak clusters on your medals because you've made it and you've survived all this nonsense going on. That is so good. And so within that, I start writing down some of the points. Okay, what do we get over 50? One is wisdom. Yes. Oh man, we have a lot more wisdom than we did when we were younger. We've, we've, Accumulated stories of oh, great value. Yes. Great value. Insights. Well, we have great insight because we're seeing from a different vantage point. Exactly. And I love that. It's that- yes. I'm not underneath thinking what it will be like. No, I've gone through some things that I know how they have working out, have worked out. And so now I'm able to look from a higher vantage point and say, Oh, I see you're tempted to do that, but here's the wisdom in it. You can still choose it, but I was tired of going around and around that mountain. That's so right. we can share those stories. A lot of people think that history begins on the day of their birth. And so having people like us to say, wait a minute, this has been tried before and not gone very well. So you might want to go in a different direction kind of thing. And let them, I feel that even with my adult children, you tell them the wisdom and the insights, and then we trust them to make decisions. Yes. And even if they learn the hard way as we have, in many cases, it's all for the better. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but my adult kids think I'm a lot smarter than when they were younger. <laughs> it also comes with great value having older kids. It's awesome. Exactly. Um, I remember okay, a good ahead. friend of mine had a 
teenage boy, or he was 12 mm -hmm. years old. And he said, I don't know what happened. Every day he'd come home from school, I'd ask him, so what'd you learn in school? And every day it was nothing, nothing. For the first six years he was in school, and then all of a sudden one day he knew it all. It was just amazing. And then <laughs> they get out of high school and into college, and they're like, wow, Dad, what do you think of this? And Mom, what do you think of this? And exactly. all of a sudden they realize right. we, we weren't as dumb as they thought we were. That, that's what's it thoughts on. Precisely. Again, comes with age. I love it. Two more things that I felt we receive in being in that over 50 club. It's compassion is one because we've gone through some things and we realize how really painful and hard this life is and so we have compassion for those going through it and the other is grace mm -hmm. just a lot more grace for people it's like we get it and we know grace is such an uplifter love and grace man we can really make a difference in our relationships that's a very good point don yeah and those are all the benefits of being part of this generation, like, that's very cool. <laughs> and the last thing I want to say is, and I have this in my book. So I wrote a book called Continuous Peace. I was the most unlikely person to write about peace because I was filled with fear, which I'm sure we'll get into. But in chapter 12, I have, it's called Finish, Finish Well. And I'm still, that's the call for us, right? We're over 50. So yes, I think we're in the second half of our life for sure. But let's finish well. That's right. And it's such a big, and I love that chapter. It is such an encouraging chapter. And it's something that really I had to take a look at because there was a season, even a few years back, I lost my brother, unfortunately, to suicide, which is horrible. And it was a devastating loss. And as we were at his memorial, it was probably three weeks later, my kids were, we were, we went away as a family to grieve and celebrate his life. And they went to this thing called a fire tower. I read about it. It's a rickety old, they don't even use it anymore. It shakes when you move. I'm thinking no one's going to want to go on that. Oh no. My family decided to run up on this fire tower and they're young. And I'm like, no, because I'm not going on that rickety thing. You can see through all the steps. The whole entire thing is see through. No, I'm not doing it. Right. They're yelling down how beautiful it was. And honestly, what I didn't realize was in that moment, that God, that my heart actually would start to scold me. Why are you so content to stay on the sidelines of life? Amen. And it was a wake-up call for me. And who would think out of such a devastating life, once with my brother, that the biggest thing I would realize is that life is short. One, enjoy it and make the most of it. And so that's what I want to share here today. And I definitely share it through the book. I take those hard, difficult places and have watched God turn the war on for good. And so I like, that's, I like yeah. that whole idea of finishing well, because a lot of people look at their lives and they say, I started wrong. I've Sorry. made all these mistakes, but here's this opportunity. Once you turn 50, you have more time, often more money, et cetera. Now's the time to finish strong. So start wrong, but finish strong. I like that's that. That's good. And I start my book off in the introduction. Your past does not, I'm going to grab it. Your past does not dictate your future. That's right. Exactly. It does not. We can turn that. And I have seen God transform not only my life, but the likes of so many people. It does not hold us back. It does not. And so I love, I, I and honestly, the book, I wrote this book, Continuous Peace, Four Steps to Living a Life of Peace that God intended. Because I was a Christian and I came to God so broken absolutely so broken. 
But when I surrendered my life to him as a Christian, not having peace, turning to him and going, why don't I have peace? And it really came through surrender. And he transformed my entire life. And I tell you, I don't write this book to tell you my story. I write this book to help you walk out your own transformation, your own peace story. That's great. Because it's powerful. It is so powerful. And it's and we're able. No, what's exciting? I taught this before I created the book. I was writing the book and I was creating chapters. The people who blessed me the most were those over 50. Mm -hmm. It was for women. And I would have all my lady friends around and they would, the ones over 50 would come, they would hug me the tightest, say to me, Bon, I have been a Christian for so long and I've never had peace like this before. Oh. Yeah. And that to me is the almost like the crone of yes, because as Christians, we should have peace. That's that God gave us the peace, but we have it. What robs it? That's what's in the book. That's <laughs> right. How old were you when you came to faith? 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. So you were broken so, at 19. Oh, oh my goodness. So I was still making mistakes hand over fist at 19. <laughs> so my story starts, I was born to a 16-year-old mom and a 20-year-old alcoholic dad. Mm. And so my early childhood was tumultuous. At an age of probably five, I asked my dad a simple question and he turned to me and yelled. And I just looked at him and I remember pushing away from the table and thinking, I can't trust you with my heart. I can't mm -hmm. trust you. And so at five, my, the rocks of her and I can't trust you. And what I didn't realize that would actually hinder me being able to trust God, trust others. And when I can't trust the father that I do see, it became really hard to trust a father in heaven who I couldn't see. Okay. And so that was yeah. part of the transition and the transformation also. But so all those runs through that time, I turned into my teenage years and then I got like rough and tough. No one's going to hurt. And that I created, I hurt myself. I made so many mistakes. And I, it, that season of my life was as painful, if not more, because I was doing it. And then at 19, I was engaged to be married. And one went to a party and that my fiance was murdered in front. Oh, wow. So at 19, so when I say my life was a total mess, yes. Oh, it's a total mess. And fear had rolled my life before. Like fears would pop up and down. But after his death, I was ruled by fear. I, it helped me make decisions. It was, can't do that. It's too fearful. I really, it was tough. But one amazing thing was that my, one of my best friends, her mom, I, but I prayed to God to know that he was with, because we, we did go to church and I knew that he believed, but I had a dream about him one night. And it was beautiful. And I knew that he was in heaven. And so then I went to a friend's house and her mom said, honey, how can I help you? I'm so concerned about you. And I said, I just need to know I'm going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. and when I said, I need to know, she's, oh, the Bible tells you. So she walked me through and I gave my life to Christ that day. And honestly, he did such a healing in me that I literally was leaping and jumping for joy. Walked in with a weight and jumping for joy as I left. Have you always lived in the Pittsburgh area? I did. Yeah. Okay. What did, what did you do before you turned 50? Actually, so from that point, I started praying for godly husband. And I start unlifting, walking out the pain of still losing him, my fiance. It was really hard, but I started praying for a godly husband. I got married a couple years later. And the first night that we went out, 
we started talking about our future. And I said, I really would love to stay home with my kids. And, my and so he said, my mom did. And I would love for you to. So we ended up getting married and God bless us with four kids. And so the joy of my life has been raising those four kids who are now all four adults, which is crazy. And, and I also led Bible studies in that time. So okay. I always did that. And I was always a leader for women and a champion of women. And I just helping them through life and sharing whatever God was putting on my heart. Because there was from, like I said, from 19, all that mess came with me into my Christianity. And as I started working with God to be, have that freedom, I just started sharing what he was given to me. And it was really helping other women too. So that was so encouraging and so fun. And I still do that. That's <laughs> so great. Sure. Yeah. People need that. At 12, I was at my neighbor's house and she received something in the mail that she was so excited about. And I said, what are you so excited about? And she said, this is a magazine that teaches me how to raise my kids with God. Oh. And my little heart said, that's what I want when I'm big. And so I didn't get there. My path went every which way, but it was always in my heart. And so when I met my husband and he was like, yes, we're both Christians. He said, yes, I want to, sorry about that, my the ones who raise our kids with God. That became the goal for both of us. And so it, it was a wonderful season. And I love watching my kids grow and, and still champion them and cheer mm -hmm. them on. Be there for them. Do you have grandkids at this point? I have one on the way. Awesome. And I just found out. Yes, I just found out. So thank you. Yes. And when I'm will this happen? June. Okay. So just, summer. you're really just. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Summer. How cool. Super excited. Yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happened after 50 that really transformed you and reinvigorated you and give you a different sense of purpose? Getting prepared for your interview. I was thinking back on timeframes. When did I start writing this book? And do you believe it was the exact time that I turned 50? So yeah, I, it was as though God called me all these years ago and I've been pouring out in different ways. But when I turned 50, I started getting this eruption within me. I knew I'd write a book and I was preparing, going to conferences and things about writing. But he gave me this sentence, one sentence, don't be bullied by fear. Mm -hmm. And it was so strong that I just started sharing that with people. And everyone's like, oh, I love that. Oh, I need to hear more about that. So then it just started erupting. I started as if this amazing material was just coming to my mind, all the places and ways that God took me from being a fearful Christian to being a real faith-filled Christian with peace, I just started writing those things out and the stories and whatnot. And so the book is full of tons of stories. But I just started, I gathered three young friends and I just thought, you listen to what I feel is going to be a book. And then they encouraged me and then I taught it. And then here's the book. And the book came out in 2020. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was good. And how long did it take you to write the book? So I would say it was a three whole years. three years. Yeah. And that's because I stopped. I found high value. If you have any writers in your audience, high value and sharing the ideas with close friends, like someone that you can really share it with. But, and then I taught it as a group to make sure that this is a book that really is going to walk you through to have peace. So I wanted to make sure that it was actually helping people have peace. And it was awesome to see people's reaction to the words, even on how I presented some things. And then after that, I conti would continue to write. And then I wrote for a full year and I had readers. And so I'd give them a, 
Um, I had four steps. So I'd give them one step at a time, three chapters at a time. And they, I'd say, write in the columns, please tell me what you like, what you didn't like. Mark the things, put question marks. Like I got lost here. I am telling you that was so valuable. And yeah, that was awesome. So that's why it took me longer, but I feel my book is for the better. And it took me probably a year of editing, six months or eight months of actual editing, just because I, I just kept, oh, I'm good. This is a little uh, thing. If you ever want to hear anything you write, let um, Word read it back to you. You will catch so many mistakes you have, <laughs> you have made. And you're like, wait, what does that say? So it, that was also awesome. So I just kept doing that for about six months and I got the book to where I really. Liked. I like that you advocate for sharing those ideas with friends of high value because so many people make the mistake of taking their dream to any friend and the friends will crush that dream if they're broken themselves or they don't want you to succeed because if you do, you make them look bad by comparison. So sharing it with high value friends is so important. It is so true. And a few, I remember early on in my life, I also sold water filters. And so I love clean water. And so if I can believe in it, like I can sell it. And I'm, the first thing that they taught us was expect when you talk to your family, they're going to say, you can't do that. But right. really what they're saying is they can't do it. Exactly. That was so helpful because I went, I think it was my father-in-law. I went, he said, you can't do that. And I thought, wow, I know I can do this. It's you saying you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And that was so helpful for me. Yeah. At, and I, it was good. Did it require any additional training or changes in order for you to write this book and get it published? Yeah, I did go to many conferences for speakers and writers. That was helpful. A lot of times, though, you always feel like, what am I doing here in the halls of all these people? Oh, we're following a journey, no matter where we're at. Now I can say, wow, I was getting it done. I feel for that one. And so I'd probably look for her in the hallway and go, you you got it. I would encourage her, but it is hard. But I would take those things, I would listen to them, and I would try to implement. Um, Yeah, so it, it was good. I agree. How did publishing the book impact your life? Did you get any feedback from people after they've read it? Or did you have to add things like courses, et cetera, to the book as well? It's such a good question. Um, It was November of 2020 when the book came out. And I felt I was held back to do everything you would normally do. Go speaking on tours and go into bookstores. And so I felt like it came out flat. I did do a couple interviews, which were great. But again, those were even hard to get because it was 2020. Everything just got off the rails. And 21 was a year that I cried on the floor. I never often felt what this, but I was literally walking into a, I did not think an online community. I did not think I would ever be an online. I thought I could teach this to women in front of women. Like Mm -hmm. I've always done that. And so literally, when I tell you, I literally cried on the floor, cried out to God, help me. I don't even know what I'm doing. And he would faithfully leave me in one group and then another, et cetera. But it took from 2021 to really 2023 or two okay. to catch traction. When actually, that's when I started getting in front of groups again, which was great. Right. And then I created courses okay. and I started creating, I taught my four steps in a video form and that video form. And I taught it live, turned it into video. That video turned into a course of which I sell now. And I had multiple groups of those go through. And yes, 
lots of people who ever read the book or went through the course have given me lots of great feedback. Yeah, it's good. My book walks with you through your journey. It's not just you're reading my story. You do read my story, but you're walking through your own journey with you and God and what's holding you back from having peace. What's your course called? Jumpstart Your Peace. Okay. And yeah. it's available on your website? It's your book. So as of right now, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> but we're also in the midst of turning it into for couples. Okay. And yeah. And I'm loving that because the like in married books and you feel like you tell them what to do or change them. This is where you're going to walk it out yourself. And I've actually... It was funny because my husband went through a hard time and he did all my videos for me. He's my back end guy. But when he started processing my videos for himself, it was life changing, he said. And so now we want to turn it into a couple's course so that they can go through it. And then they have really good questions to talk to each other about as they process. And those questions will help you know more about them, not about what you're doing to them, but about them. And so it's really going to be, I think, helpful. So I'm looking forward to that new journey. And the other thing I do, Greg, is a membership. I have a membership for women. And it's, yeah, women 18 and over. And man, do I love that. And that's where I put all my best stuff. Like okay. my, yeah, my best course, all my courses are in there. And I teach on it as, I, as we go through, but they're always there you can go back to. And this year we're going to be, the entire year will be on peace. And so I'm going to oh. go through our four steps. And January through April, and then we're going to go into the seven obstacles that rob, rob our peace. And so I'm looking forward to it. Don, 2024 is the year to talk about peace because we are going to have one of the most contentious presidential elections in history coming up. And it's going to be negative, nonstop negativity throughout the entire year of 2024. So people, men and women are going to need a lot of peace. But I love that you're doing this course for couples because it doesn't really help if one part of the couple is trying to get peace in their life and the other person is stuck back or clinging to what was not working in the past. So by having them do it together and being on the right path, I think that relationships are going to thrive because of that. When I had couples in my group, in person. And I do believe that it has helped so much. So yeah, I'm happy. And I do coaching too. So um, with individual or whatnot. And I love that too, because sometimes we can't always see we're too close. And so I just like to coach it through a couple of things. So that's fun too. What did writing a book, creating a course, doing courses and starting a community, did that generate any like, challenges for you? Yes. Yes. Lots of joy. Honestly, lots of joy. I feel like we're finally getting into the place that God called me to so, so many years ago. But the challenges, sure. I can't say that those cause challenges, but we work through them through the challenges in our life. How's that? Okay. So we kept going forward as we were the same time that I started writing the book, Greg, my husband, who said early on, 59 and a half, I'm retiring and you are going to do ministry and we're going to do ministry. He said, I know that's what God has for you. And I said to him that year, I said, you, you cannot tell God what to do. Like his timetable is not our timetable. So I was just like, back up, Jack. <laughs> and don't you know it, a few weeks before that time frame, he loses his job. Wow. 
I know. And so that's what he and I both said. I was like, what? I was like, okay, are you trying to get our attention, God? And so talk about being in our 50s, headed into 60s, right? And God giving you a whole new assignment. That was the challenge. That was truly the challenge. And knowing what God called us to, not knowing, I didn't know at the time it would be courses. I didn't know at the time I would have a membership, but just trusting him every step forward. And honestly, it has been hard. And as probably many of your viewers, when you're over 60, it is when he wanted to go back to work just to have some extra income come in. It's hard. He couldn't get hired. Nobody wants to hire a 60-year-old. That's for it's, sure. Yeah. And it's like, you can't lie on an application when they ask you when you graduate. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I? You, you have to put things on there. So anyhow, so that was also a season of trusting God. So really talk about needing peace. And does this really work? Do you really keep peace when your husband loses his job? Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you really have peace when you're losing finances and you're coming to the end of 401k and you don't see the way out? And yes. And even through the tragedies of like life, do you still have peace? And that was in my book in chapter 10. And the answer was yes. And I write about that. So yeah, this book truly, it's like I was put through the pressure of uh, life um, as I wrote the book. And I'm telling you, God's peace is real. It would seem to me that you would have to learn some new technology in order to do an online community and online courses and things like that. Did that create any challenges? For all of us, both of us, <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that's why it was so much harder getting started. We didn't know. Everything was brand new to us. Everything was brand new. But now, in all honesty, I can jump in, create a new course. I, you're versed. It's anything else. Once you're doing it for a while, now I could teach someone else how to do it. But just not because you're over 50 is it challenging. Yeah, it's challenging because it's new. And anything we do over and over again. What rewards did you receive from pursuing this passion of yours? I'm going to tell you one that is the most dear to my heart was, one, I love to see what God's doing transforming lives. In my group, I have ladies that call me Mama Dawn. Aww. And that only comes because I'm old. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's in her 30s. I'm like, yeah, your kids are in their 30s. <laughs> there are so many young girls that just want someone to be a spiritual mom to them. Absolutely. Yep. And it's actually guys too. I just met a guy and I thought, oh, if I could just help you. So I'm not sure what all God's going to do. And again, through the courses, it's for men and women, no big deal. The membership's just for women. But I just, I do, I feel like seeing others transform is my highest. But I will tell you, seeing my grandmother sit down on my deck in her little rocking chair, opening up my manuscript and reading it chapter by chapter and watching her wipe tears from her eyes. She was 90. I was washing dishes, watching her and just... When she walked in, I couldn't wait to hear what she said. And she said, Dawn, I have one question. When will this book be published? Oh. And she said, it is a guide to life. I wish I had this when I was younger. This is the second best book for living. The Bible being the first. Mm -hmm. She actually said, this is the best book for living. And then she said, whoa, I'll take that back. <laughs> it's the second best book for living. The first. And I said, thank you, Grandma. I agree. But what an honor that was for me to allow my grandma to see that and read through it and see her reaction firsthand. It was beautiful. That's quite an endorsement. Do you have any regrets or are there things that you would have done differently if you had to start over? 
think there's always regret in life when you look back and go, ah, I wish I knew this then. But I'm going to tell you the truth. It's what made me who I am. And I know God used the tragedies in my life and the hard things in my life to make me who I am more. I, when I lost my brother, the depth of that pain went so low, but I found God's love ran there. Mm. When I understood that, it took a lot of fear away of even the lowest lows he's there. So what I wanted to miss that, of course, but I did find God there and I trusted him and I know my brother's with him. So I, but I think that's where I gained tools to give away. So yeah, I, of course I'd want to change some of the things I've done, but I always look for the gems in the pain that's and that's why I really found. Do you have any advice for people over 50 on to help them either identify or pursue their passion? I would say trust God and trust what he has spoken to you. Because for me, it was, I think, a 25-year journey of him putting on my heart, you're going to be used to help women. Tell them what I've done for you. I can do it for them. They'll have hope. But it took 25 years and we can lose sight. Of, did you really even say this? I did all those conversations with him. But I felt like he knows the end from the beginning. He sees it being done. And so I just trusted him in that journey. Don't give up on your dreams. And honestly, I do think that we're in a sweet spot being 50. Like as we started the conversation, like we are able to have wisdom and discernment and people calling us mama that aren't even our, our fam. And that is like gifts in this season. And I, I always tell in my book, I write about to just do the next right thing. Sometimes we make it so big. It's no, just the next right thing. What is that next right thing? And sometimes it's saying, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's picking up a pen and doing that thing or making that phone call. Just the next right thing. Love others and lots of grace. We said that too, but enjoy the journey. It has ups and downs as we all know, but each step is creating us into the person that has for us. I love that, Dawn, because I think if we're honest with ourselves, God has been speaking with us for years, maybe decades, on the direction that he wants us to go and what his plan is for our lives, and whether or not we're listening is an entirely different story. So yeah, to, to ask God what to do and then pause and wait for the answer, it probably won't surprise people because it's ideally suited for what we love to do and our natural skills, our learned experiences and talents and things like that. 100%. And sometimes, and I write about this too, we second guess our call because it feels too easy for us. Of course, I'm going to speak. It's easy. No, it's a gift. You don't it realize. Is. That's that, why it's easy. Precisely. Yes, it is yes. a gift. And what you find so easy to do that you can't think it can be of any use for anybody else. Other people are struggling so much to do that kind of thing and need to hear the message from the speaker. Absolutely. And I just, I encouraged you, if you're listening and you're like, I don't think God has good plans or I don't see how he is. I love what you said, Greg, take a minute. And I always say, put pen and paper on your hand. Just sit quietly. Bob, what do you have for me? And listen, like you said, I love what you said. Even if they back up and re-listen to that, it was so good. And honestly, wait on God and, and then see where God's working. Just see where he's working. Recently, I'm just going to tell you this. I was asked to cut three people's hair in nursing homes. I've never been to do that. And so I went to the first and talk about finishing well. 
And watching God open doors, I walked in and there was a 97-year-old fella, sweet as could be. And talk about finishing well. As we spoke, he said, he started quoting a scripture where two or more are gathered. Mm -hmm. There he is in the midst. And I said, yes, he's here. And he goes, I know. Again, 97 years old, still impacting my life. Right. How awesome is that? Then his wife, they get to join, have joint rooms, which is awesome. His wife then, when we're leaving, had her here. She said, Lord, let me pray for you. She grabs my hand and prays the most beautiful prayer that she has no idea. Talked about me using my gifts, which is funny. She had no idea that I was just talking to God about that morning. And she prays it for me. Again, God using someone in a nursing home to bless me and my life. Let's finish well. I agree. Let's finish. I think we have a duty to impact others. And it's just awesome. Like she was, they were no idea they impacted me. And that's the thing too. You be the unique you that you are. You come across, you share your heart. I'm telling you, you'll unpack others. I understand you have developed a special giveaway for the Forward from 50 audience. Would you like to talk about that? Yes. So it's something that's been in my mind for a while, and I've just decided I'm doing it. So I, by actually saying it to you live, it will be done. And it's called Seven Prayers That Led to Peace. And I think so often we want the quick way. Okay, Don, I'm glad you got this book. I'm so happy for that, but I don't have time for all of that. But those seven prayers, the, I'm just going to go over the, the headings of them. The first prayer of help. Help God. And that's where we all start. Help. Surrender is this thing where our starting place. Another one, really saying anxiety to God. And when overwhelmed, I love this prayer. People have written it down and stuck it all over their houses just because it's that good. So anyhow, and then one for our everyday life, et cetera. So I just feel like that's a good thing to put in our hand and just be able to pray those prayers to God. How can people get that? DonMoransko.com. That's my website. D-A-W-N-N, Moransko, M-A-R-A-S-C-O.com. I'll have it on their front page. Do you have a newsletter or anything like that that people can subscribe to as well? Okay. I sure do. And in that, I only give away usually two. They're called Thrive because I want to help you thrive. And I have people stop me in the hall, wherever I'm at. I love that newsletter. So it's just me encouraging you. And so, yes, when you get the, the seven prayer, the seven prayers that led to peace, you'll automatically go on my newsletter or you can sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, I would love it. I'm going to do that today. So thank you, Don, for coming on the show to talk to you, talk to us about your experiences and to give us some fabulous advice on how to thrive after return 50 or join that club, the over 50 club. Awesome club. I didn't realize how fun it was till a minute. So thank you, Greg. I love you and I love what you're doing. It's just such a great audience and uh, such a great thing that you're doing, honestly. Thank you very much. I was very inspired by Dawn Marasco's story of transformation from a woman burdened by fear into a faithful Christian overflowing with a sense of peace to the point she wants others to discover it too. Dawn wrote a book about her journey titled Continuous Peace. The book's central theme is that people should not be bullied by fear. She is convinced too many people are missing out on a full life because they are content to remain stuck in fear. Even people of faith fall into that trap and remain stuck much of their lives. 
Dawn knows full well that the past does not dictate your future. She guides people through a four-step process to live a life of peace that God intended for them. God also teaches people how to surrender their lives by laying down things they are trying to control by themselves. When people can overcome their fears, even in their 50s and beyond, they can enjoy lives of continuous peace and impact others in ways they cannot imagine. The key is to surround yourself with what Dawn calls high-value friends, who do not seek to crush your dreams, but rather help you nurture those dreams into their full potential. Dawn also developed a course called Jumpstart Your Peace, which guides people through a four-step program to enjoy more peace in their lives. She and her husband are tweaking the course to make it applicable to couples who want to grow closer together, improve their communication, and of course, find more peace in their relationships. To help women identify seven obstacles that rob them of peace, Dawn also formed a membership group for them. She helps women to build their faith, be restored, and be empowered to live their best life in Christ. Finding true peace was a 25-year journey for Dawn, but she wants others to enjoy the benefits of a peaceful and purposeful life much faster than that. By helping people identify the next right thing to do, Dawn can help them enjoy a strong ending to their lives. Peaceful lives, not lives controlled by fear or regret. Dawn created a free ebook for the Forward from 50 audience titled Seven Prayers That Led to Peace. It's available on the homepage at www.dawnmorasco.com. By downloading the ebook, people are automatically subscribed to Dawn's weekly newsletter titled Thrive. That's all I have for this week's show. If you'd like help in identifying a purpose for your life or to get help planning your next steps, I'm offering a complimentary brainstorming session to members of the Forward from 50 Facebook community. For details, connect with me on Facebook or visit www.forwardfrom50.com. I'll have another inspirational interview on the next episode of the Forward from 50 podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like this show, please consider leaving a review wherever you download the episodes.